0: Thank you for that song. That was a good choice. That first line in that song, um, where it says, "Set my soul afire, Lord, for Thy holy word, burn it deep within me." That's a, that kind of goes along a little bit what we're talking about today about focusing on God's word and having it uh, burnt deep within it, having it written on our heart so we don't forget it. We are going to be in Joshua chapter eight tonight. Joshua chapter 8. We are continuing right along in the book of Joshua. We're going to finish out chapter 8. We covered most of it last Sunday night. Tonight we're going to be in verses 30 through 35. Just a little recap over what's taken place up until this point in the book of Joshua. Uh, Joshua was leading the Israelite people, Moses had led the people of Israel before. And now Joshua is taking over the reins and Joshua is leading the people of Israel. And Joshua is leading them into the promised land. They had crossed the Jordan River. And God had uh, brought them to a place called Jericho. And in Jericho, they uh, did what the Lord said. They marched around the city and they shouted. And when they did that, the wall came tumbling down. And God delivered Jericho over to his people Israel. And so that was Joshua's first uh, big feat in leading the Israelites into the promised land. Uh, And then they went into a place called Ai. And God had told them when they went into Jericho that they weren't supposed to take anything But one of the Israelites, by the name of Achan, took some stuff. And God said, look, because of that, you guys have brought my punishment on you. So when the Israelites went into Ai, they lost the battle because God was angry with them. God told them what to do. They went through and they found Achan. And they found that he was the one that took the things. And God's command was to kill Achan and his whole family. And so then after that took place, God says, look, I'm... I'm going to forgive you guys. That's in the past. I'm paraphrasing here. And so God, they were back in God's good graces. They had one favor with God because they had returned to him and they had done away with the sinfulness that was there. The same is true for our life. As we, If we're living in sinfulness, we're not going to receive God's blessing. And so we need to repent of that so God will bless us. And so we see that uh, the people of, of Israel now are going into Ai a second time. And the second time that they go into Ai, what happens is is that God sends them in there. They trick them. One group goes in and draws the people out of Ai. And while that group is chasing Joshua and the one group of soldiers, the other group goes into Ai and they set the, the town on fire. And then they destroy all the people of Ai. And God delivers Ai over to the Israelites. And so... Up to this point, when the Israelites have gone into this promised land, things have been pretty intense. There's been a lot going on up until this point. And so these verses tonight take place right after the verses that we looked at last week. So we're going to read Joshua chapter 8, verses 30 through 35, and then we will pray and get started. At that time, Joshua built an altar on Mount Ebal to the Lord, the God of Israel. Just as Moses, the Lord's servant, had commanded the Israelites, he built it according to what is written in the book of the law of Moses, an altar of uncut stones on which no iron tool has been used. Then they offered burnt offerings to the Lord and sacrificed fellowship offerings on it. There on the stones Joshua copied the law of Moses, which he had written in the presence of the Israelites. All Israel, foreigner and citizen alike, with their elders, officers, and judges, stood on either side of the ark of the Lord's covenant, facing the Levitical priest who carried it. As Moses, the Lord's servant, had commanded earlier, half of them were in front of Mount Gerizim, and half in front of Mount Ebal, to bless the people of Israel. Afterward, Joshua read aloud all the words of the law, the blessings as well as the curses according to all that is written in the book of the law. There was not a word of all that Moses had commanded that Joshua did not read before the entire assembly of Israel, including the women, the little children, and the foreigners who were with them. Let's pray. God, we come to you tonight, and I thank you for this word that you've given us. And I pray that you would... God, help my mind to be focused on, on preaching and teaching your word tonight. Help me uh, for these few minutes just to block out things of this world. God, help each of us to be able to focus in these next few minutes, God. And, and in this short little text, there will be some good that we will get from it, that your Holy Spirit would just lead and speak to us and help us to learn from you tonight. And so I ask that you would hide me behind the cross, dear Lord, and all this tonight would be for your glory and for the, for the, for the betterment to, uh, and growing and teaching of your people, dear Lord, so that we can grow in you, in Jesus' name I pray Amen. So after God had delivered the people, uh, he delivered Ai over to the people of Israel, and they had gone over and they had conquered Ai. What took place after this is that is that um, Joshua went in and built an altar. They went in and built an altar. They were. Praising the Lord for getting them through the, the victory that had just taken place. And that is important for us too. We need to remember to do the same things. The last couple of weeks we've talked about different battles that God may be leading us to and God may be leading us through. And when we go into those battles and circumstances and situation, when God delivers us from those things, when God helps us with whatever request that we have, that we're praying to him and he gets us through those hard times by his strength, then we need not to forget to Give God the praise that He deserves. That's what the people of Israel did here. They had just seen a few verses earlier what the results were of being disobedient to God. Many of us have also seen that in our life. We have seen what the results are of being disobedient to God. The results are not good. Those are not good times. And so what we do is, hopefully, we repent of our sinfulness, we begin to seek the Lord, and we live in obedience to the Lord. And when God has brought us through that, and God has has brought us uh, victory over whatever sin or struggle that we're dealing with, then we should have a similar response to that of the Israelites. We should have a heart that is ready to praise the Lord. Now, it says here that that Moses had commanded uh, the people to do something when they got into the promised land. And so that's what we see Joshua doing today. If you want to turn to Deuteronomy chapter 11, you can. You don't have to. I'm going to flip there, and I'm going to read it real quick. Uh, But you can can make a middle note, and maybe you want to go back and read it later. Deuteronomy chapter 11, I'll read to you the command that was given. Deuteronomy eleven twenty six. Look, today I set before you a blessing and a curse. There will be a blessing if you obey the commands of the Lord your God I am giving you today, and a curse if you do not obey the commands of the Lord your God, and you turn aside from the path I command you today by following other gods you have not known. Alright, so that just goes along with what we just said right there at that point, is that if you're obedient to God and you do what God says, then everything's going to go pretty smooth. You're probably not going to run into a lot of problems. But when we are disobedient to God and when we get ourselves in things that we shouldn't be involved in, then we find ourselves getting into problems. And so we see this command in the Old Testament to say, Hey, look, do what God says and everything's going to be okay. Verse 29. When the Lord your God brings you into the land you are entering to possess, all right, that's the land that Joshua was leading the people into, the promised land where we see that they're at, And to proclaim the blessing, you are to proclaim the blessing at Mount Gerizim and the curse at Mount Ebal. Aren't these mountains across the Jordan beyond the western road in the land of the Canaanites who live in the Ariba opposite Gilgal near the oaks of Mora? For you are about to cross the Jordan to enter and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you. When you possess it and settle in it, Be careful to follow all the statutes and ordinances I set before you today. So the reading of the the blessings and the curses at at these two mountains that we see in Joshua chapter 8, this was something that God had commanded through Moses many years ago. And this is something that Joshua is finally doing. Now, when I first read this passage, I thought, well... Shouldn't they have done this when they first got into the promised land? And I was thinking, well, maybe they should have. But the more I read, the more I thought, no, I think this was the timing. Because in that wording, once you get settled in, and as you look at a map and you see where Jericho is, Jericho is much further south than these two mountains. So it would make sense on the path that they were traveling that they wouldn't have gotten to those mountains until later on. And so I think that they're probably doing this exactly when God intended for them to do it but the point is this is that they were not forgetting what God's words were they were not forgetting the good things in God's Word that is the blessings but they also were not gonna overlook the curses even it is important that when we take God's commands that we take the good along with the bad because there are some things in God's Word that are easy for me to read that are easy for me to take I love those verses. They're very just encouraging and super happy, and those are good verses. But there are also some verses that sometimes I read in God's Word are kind of tough for me to read because they kind of... They kind of step on my toes a little bit. In fact, that's a phrase that we may be familiar with. It convicts our heart. It makes us know that we're not doing right. And so when we read those verses, and here we are, you know, what we like to do is we try to justify our sin so we can, you know, it's okay that I'm doing this. It's okay that I'm doing that. But when we read those verses, it kind of goes against that. And boy, we hate to admit it because we want to justify them. We want what we'll be doing to be right. And so we have to take the tough verses with the good verses and that's what Joshua is doing As he gets all the people around, they've just had this wonderful victory, and they're worshiping the Lord. They've built this altar, and Joshua copies down the law that was given to Moses. Now, I don't know whether that means the whole law, that is all 610 or 11 of them, remember how many it was, or if that in particular means the Ten Commandments. I believe that probably uh, in particular is talking about the Ten Commandments here, but it could have been that Joshua etched out all 611 laws. I don't know. But... Whatever the point being, whatever he etched out there, it was the law, it was the command of God that God wanted his people to follow. Whether it was just 10 of the commands or 611 of them, the point is still the same. Even in those 10, God shows us that one, we need to worship him first and we need to put others ahead of our own needs and that's what the Ten Commandments talks about and that's what Joshua is doing here he is recalling to the people exactly what God's Word says he is reminding them what God's Word says just like we saw in Deuteronomy chapter 11 where they were to remember what God's Word says It goes on to say in verse 33, All people, foreigner and citizen alike, with their elders, officers, and judges, stood on either side of the ark of the Lord's covenant, facing the Levitical priest who carried it. As Moses, the Lord's servant, had commanded earlier, half of them were in front of Mount Gerizim and half in front of Mount Ebal to bless the people of Israel. Afterward, Joshua read aloud all the words of the law, the blessings as well as the curses, according to to what is written in the book of the law. There was not a word of all that Moses had commanded that Joshua did not read before the entire assembly of Israel, including the women, the little children, and the foreigners who were with them. I think it was important that God said, you need to, you need to refresh yourself of this law of my commands that I'm giving you because... He knew that the people of Israel were going into a foreign land. He knew that in that foreign land there were going to be people who worshiped other gods who were not him, and he was trying to remind his people of his word so that they would not get led off track, so that they would not get sidetracked and they would not get led astray. And the same is true for you and I. If it was important for God's people to know his commands and live by them in the book of Joshua then it is important for us as Christians today to know God's commands and live by them. If we don't know God's Word, how can we live by God's Word? That's why it's important for us to read the Bible. It's important for us when we're at home and we have time to read the Bible. It's important for us to come together as a church and come to Bible study classes on Sunday mornings or on Sunday nights so we can learn the Bible. That's why we come is we want to grow together in the Lord and we want to know God's word so that we can mature as Christians. We want to know God's Word because that is where our strength and our power comes from. That's what we can fall back on when somebody pins us in a corner and they're trying to argue with us about our faith. We can rest on God's Word. When we're having a tough day and we're struggling with sin and we need some help, we can rest on God's Word. When, we, when we're just feeling discouraged and we're feeling down, we can find hope in God's Word. And so we need to know God's Word so that we can use God's Word in those times that we are struggling in our life. See, God knew what was in front of the people here. The people of Israel that were going into the promised land. He knew it was going to be a difficult time. He knew that it was going to be tough for them. And so I think he was reminding them, hey, don't forget about my word. And not only did he say, just a few of you learn it, but he said everybody learn it. Even the little children, the foreigners, everybody that is in this group, listen to my word and know what it says. And we, Christian need to do the same thing because we don't know what God may have in store for us. He does. He knows where he's going to send us, what we're going to do, and how hard it may be or how easy it may be. But we don't know. So we need to always be ready. We need to know God's Word. We need to read it when we can, and we need to not just skim through it, but we need to really try to understand it. And so it, it may not be as simple as saying, I'm going to read a chapter a day. That's okay if you do that. But if you're not getting it, then, then read as much as, it, as, as you can get. If it's just one verse, and you have to read that one verse for an hour to understand what it means, then read that one verse for an hour. What I'm saying is it's not, it's not about the quantity if you don't have the quality. You can read all of God's Word, but if you haven't understood any of it, then it's not doing you any good. So take time when you go through God's Word. Study over those scriptures and make sure you understand what it means. So that when you get through and when you've read it all, you can know for sure this is what God's word means. And this is how it can help in my life. And if that was important for God's people in the book of Joshua, then it is important for us today. Let's pray. God, we come to you and we thank you for giving us your word. And, and I, I know... God, I don't read it enough. There there are plenty of times that I could read more of your word. God, there are times where I just breeze through there and I don't I don't get all the good out of it, dear Lord. But help us when we read your word that we read it for for all its worth, because God it's worth a lot. Help us to recall it, dear Lord. Help us when we get in those situations where we're struggling with something that your word is what pops into our mind, what guides us, what leads us, what gives us comfort and strength and uh, the ability to escape temptation and the ability to have a hope and the ability to just to, to be comforted in our in our difficult times, dear Lord God. And so I pray that you would help us, each one in here that we would understand your word when we read it. God, help us to read as much as we can, but help us to, to understand as much as we read, dear Lord. So that we can we can get it, God, so that we can use it to bro- to grow in you, dear Lord, to help others to grow in you And I just ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.